So, Caleb, what do you get when you literally have no time and all you've done today is listen to Lay Friction? Um, I guess the podcast for this week is going to be a review on Lay Friction. Yeah, that sounds about right. This is The Christian Artist. On in Christ through creativity. My name is Connor. My name is Caleb. And I'm eating once again. Of course he is. I'll refuse to stop eating. Making noise on the podcast. Well, uh, this week we basically have a slot of 20 minutes here to (laughs) record a podcast, um, which in some ways is good, which means I have less work to do, um, because my weekend's going to be pretty crazy as it is, so... But this week, we're going to do a very quick um, one-song review of one of our favorite bands, Lay Friction. And you've probably never heard of them. They're not terribly popular or out there or whatever. Um, But they have fantastic music. It's a uh, group based uh, in Europe somewhere. I can't remember specifically. They're one of them. I think they're both English. Yeah, they're English. Yeah. But basically, they do a a very, uh, very interesting kind of music basically it's like orchestral epic kind of neoclassical trailer kind of music so think if you've ever listened to two steps from hell or audio machine it's that kind of style except with um with lyrics so you know they're a very they're epic orchestral but they, you know, with lyrics, but they also have, you know, electric guitars and electronic influences that they, they put in there. Basically, whatever makes it sound cool. Um, it's just very, very epic, um, dynamic sort of music. And obviously, when you listen to the song, you'll know what we're talking about. But so today, we're just going to do a quick review on their music and what, and then, you know, the song specifically we're going to listen to, which is called World on Fire. And just give you guys a a little taste of what their music is so you can check them out because they're pretty awesome. So without further ado, here is World on Fire by Lay Friction.
<laughs> that world be on fire. <laughs> what do you mean the world beyond fire? That world be on fire. Oh, beyond. Oh, okay. You're just using improper grammar. I see. Your face is using improper grammar. So, what do you like musically about that song? Everything. No, but seriously, though, like, his voice is fantastic. And another thing about Lay Friction is his voice is so in my range that I can perfectly mimic it. That's very true. And it, it, I feel, I just feel cool when I, when I sing their music because his voice is just so great. But, I mean, overall, just, you know, cool build-ups and bombs, you know. This is great. And I don't really, like, the their album is a, is specifically about, a, like, a story. But we never really use their music, you know, like, in that way of, okay, this is that story. Simply because we didn't know about that it was, you know, this specific story until now. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I knew it, like, a few months ago. Caleb just figured it out today. I think you, see, I remember after we talked about that, I think you told me that when you figured it out, but I didn't really think about it because you, you already, you'd already passed it off as, well, that's kind of dumb. So Mm -hmm. I just ignored it. But then I just, you know, read the description of the album the other day. And apparently it's about like a future earth where everybody like gets to go in their mind to these alternate dimensions. Um, and then they have to go back because the world's like being destroyed, which is kind of, it's interesting, but I mean, the songs have become something completely different to us already that it doesn't matter. Like, we'll never think of those songs in that and in those terms because they're already tied to various things that we've done. So, basically, the I think we talked about this in the role-playing games episode, um, but we played a Mistborn Adventure game um, made by Crafty Games. To, if you ever listen to podcast, you probably know that we like Brandon Sanderson as an author, and he wrote the Mistborn series, and they made a role-playing game off of the series. And that whole... Our, our role-playing game that we played, the campaign that we did, basically, Lay Friction was the theme music. So we had all these different songs that meant all these different things in and, the world. And literally every single song could has fit a, in there, has a yeah. specific place in the, in the story. In and the it arc. makes, it, it to me, it makes more sense to the story than it does to the story that they made up for their album. Uh-huh. So, um, what... So yeah, all of these songs already have those meanings to us, so we'll never have those things. But by all means, if you're interested in um, the overarching story that they planned for the the album, uh, and their their album is just called Lay Friction, um, look at the description for the album and the description for the the artist or whatever on their websites there and stuff like that. Um, And if that interests you, then listen to it like that, and it it might be a cool way to experience the album. and I always tend to like it when artists have some sort of overarching thing in their albums. But So this song specifically, real quick, just with the Mistborn thing, where does this fit in the arc again? It's at the end of part two, so, you know, pretty far into it. We had just done, um, we basically just skipped over a bunch of stuff. I planned on doing a lot more, but because Miranda had to leave for college and she was one of the characters, and David was leaving for a camp, Mm -hmm. 
Um, we tried we, finishing we, up the we arc. We tried finishing up the arc so that <laughs> you didn't come back to it like three months later or like a year later. Yeah. And have to start back up from <laughs> so far Which away. is funny because that's exactly what we just did with the campaign we were doing, the promise of safe return. Mm. Yeah, we did. And that's probably why we didn't... It wasn't as... It wasn't as nearly as epic engaging, as it could have been. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Which is the problem I had, which is why I said we should have done it earlier, yeah. but no one listened. Yeah, but basically, at the end of that, uh, if you've read the Mistborn books, there's something called The Well of Ascension, and it's actually the name of the second book in the trilogy. But in our world, it, it you know, it's not not very different, but definitely different. Yeah. It didn't, you know, do the thing. It didn't do the big thing that it, you know, did if you've read books. What it, what it did is, you know, it's just some sort of ancient power where you <coughs> get it and you basically have the power of, like, gods. And... Um, are the the leader character of the group who, you know, they, they've, all the characters, like, well, not all of the characters, but just Caleb and Jared's characters always disobeyed him. Yeah. It's like, like really all the time. Too. They always caused problems for him. And, uh, but he was, you know, this very, you know, straight shooter kind of guy. You know, he's, you know, I, I, I honestly, I loved him as a character. He was such a... A great character for Zeph. me. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if you how, how much you guys actually liked him. Probably well, because I he, hated him yeah, cause, the whole cause time because he, he stopped you from doing all the stuff. Yeah, you tried to pretty do. much. But um, did I didn't he, really yeah, mind a, him. I didn't really mind him as a player, but yeah. my character was just like just didn't like him at all. And, and like at the very very beginning of the campaign, we had, uh, I had, I had said that he was like he looked very young, even though he acted very mature, mm-hmm. and and like without even knowing it, I had foreshadowed something in the uh-huh. future, where basically the 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 enemy that they were fighting right now called the first alloy, just this ancient group of people who made metals, which is uh, uh basically the power Cat- source catalyst for magic yeah, system for the magic system, um, and so they they had been making all these new and different metals that made n- new powers that nobody had even known of. Um, and he, Zeph, or the leader character, he used to be a part of that group and he, he was, he's at least like a hundred something years old and he uses, uh, another form of the magic in that game or in, in the books to keep himself young. And that's why he looks so young. And right, right off the bat, as soon as I made that up in my head, I was like, oh my goodness, I foreshadowed <laughs> this. I didn't even notice. Um, so, you know, that all, that's all what's going on. But then... Uh, Zeph and Miranda's character had like a love interest and uh, you know they so they were starting to fall in love and stuff like that but and the main goal obviously is you know take out the first alloy before they take over the well of ascension which is that you know power thing and you know destroy the entire world and that's what their goal was so obviously you know they're trying to stop him um, all of the main characters except for Zeph and Miranda get captured and they're all being tortured by these you know by these people and um, right before that, oh, the, you know, and how they had gotten captured, Miranda had died in that scene. And so Zeph was so shocked and distraught that he just ran and everybody else got captured. And then right after that, Zeph comes back having stuck himself with, um, spikes, which is basically the third magic system. The, well, yeah. And it's the evil way of using those powers and it basically destroys your soul. And so he had just loaded himself up with these spikes rushes in so powerful because of you know how many spikes he had in him killed everyone in there in this like brutal fashion and then takes over the power and destroys half of the city 
and um, makes himself his own um, like uh, stronghold and stuff, and he just takes over the entire city. And that that is where I, we use this song. I actually played this song when I was describing what was happening. Mm-hmm. World on Fire. And he basically... And, you know, with all, like, the booms, like, I just said that that's exactly how it sounded when he was destroying everything. It literally yeah. sounded like it was just all Brass imploding. Hits. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't know. I kind of I kind of went on for that. You a little bit, but... talked way more about that than I thought you were going to. Yeah. But, you know, I just, you know, I'm just one. I like sharing that story because it's such true. a... And I guess oh, this is a cool story. When you were just getting down to the end of that, I started thinking, I was like, oh, yeah, but this makes sense because... This is the kind of thing that we think about when we hear this song. Yeah. And a lot of times when you listen to a song, um, you know, in a specific time or place or whatever, it starts it, – it, and then you listen to the song again, it brings back that specific memory for you. Um, and it, it's, it's this, you know, memory catalyst or whatever. Um, and that's basically what this, was always, well, this will always be for us is that's, that Mistborn in general, but also just that – specifically that campaign that we did. And we're also just still – continuing our conversation from last week because we can't stop talking about role-playing games um so musically on this i mean it's just such a dynamic song and such a interesting song the awesome thing about life friction is they they basically do they do something that no other person really does at least in the specific way that they do it they just do such a good job of making a dynamic it just feels like a movie feels powerful yeah it's i don't know i don't really know how to describe it it's just great what what do you think about the lyrics connor i mean the lyrics fit perfectly for what we were talking about for our rpg mm-hmm. rather than that it's just cool lyrics i'll return from darkness and will save your precious skin i'll end your suffering and let the healing light come in sent by forces beyond salvation there can be not one sensation it just sounds really cool mm-hmm. <laughs> World they, on... use, they use big words and speak very yeah. eloquently. World on fire with a smoking sun. Stop everything and everyone. Brace yourself for all will pay. Help is on the way. Mm-hmm. I wonder what this even means, though. Hmm. That's why I didn't care too much about the story that they made. Yeah. Because it just doesn't, like, it all is very random to me. Mm-hmm. But it, it like and it's that's why it's so cool that it fits so perfectly for um everything that you know happened in the campaign. Like girl I will cover you when the sky comes crashing in. Um one of the things he did is specifically not kill or destroy Miranda's body. Mm. Like oh well no technically she was outside of the city. He kind of yeah. took her body outside of the city, but he he made sure to keep to preserve her body because that's one of the things he did as well is mm. brought her back to life. Except he didn't bring actually bring back her soul, so she was just this lifeless being with her memories, mm-hmm. and so it was just and, and and like just that right there, girl. I will cover you when the sky comes crashing, and he destroys this mm-hmm. entire city and makes sure that Miranda stays alive, and you know yeah. I think this br- this bring up an interesting thing about music in general, how it can even if it's totally not what the artist in, intended for the song to be about, you can always find, people will always find ways to incorporate it into their own lives, and their own experiences or into role-playing campaigns. Um, and that's an interesting thing that I think music does. And that's one of the things that I think we need to be okay with as, as Christian artists and as just artists in general, is that people are going to redefine our art to fit their lives. And that's the point of art. 
is it's not you're not it's not supposed to be oh this is exactly the way it is and if you're thinking it's something else then you're totally wrong it's like no this no the ending of the book was totally not about that it was about this and you're thinking that's wrong but if the person's like no it means this to me because my mother had cancer and that's what i feel is like the magical disease is you know portraying to me and you know how they beat it at the end it's like the fight with cancer it's like well that's not what i intended but it's okay because that's the way you intended it and if if you if somebody does that to your art never be like well you totally got it wrong like how did you get so far away and nobody nobody wants to be told how to interpret something yes whether like you know it it depends on what what i think there there might be a way yeah it might be like if it, if it's something like oh uh, well I, obviously Connor is for Nazism because of this book and I'm gonna use this as yes it, he is supporting Nazism obviously that's not true and that's something that you need to say no this is not what this book was no, about no no I just be like hey if that's what you think <laughs> then that's what you think no but it's like do. it's something to do with like that like if it's something that goes against mor- your moral beliefs and you don't want it to be taken that way that's one thing. But if it's just someone's interpretation of, like, what it means emotionally to them, you shouldn't correct them. Um, yeah. Wow, I'm, we totally just turned around that random rant you did about the the Mistborn game into hey, I, actual practical I'm advice sure, for this I'm podcast. I'm sure they enjoyed that, that cool story. I mean, if, if you would have gotten the full story, you would have been like, wow, that was really cool. Considering that, like, literally, all we started out with was... I made NPCs and uh, a goal, and they made their characters and their With goals. their goals, yeah. And then I just let them do whatever they want, mm-hmm. and by what they did, we created a story off of that. Yeah. And that, I, that is why that was my favorite RPG ever, was because it was so character-focused. It was because, very character-focused. Because I went in there thinking, well, in order to do a good RPG, I have to have literally no railroad at all mm-hmm. and create a railroad by what they do. Mm-hmm. And so that... I can be able to focus their interests, let, let them tell me their interests, and by what they do, then I decide what they are going to want to do in the future and mm-hmm. make that the goal so that they, it doesn't feel like Railroad. It just feels like that's what they're trying to do. Yeah, that, so that's, one of the things so I, that's one of the things I love about this new era of our role-playing games that we're getting into for us, like, personally, is that we're starting to focus way more on the characters mm-hmm. and what they want, and it's making way more interesting stories. One thing I want to point out about um, characters based, you know, for, for fiction and stuff like that that you're writing as a Christian artist, you can take that idea and run with it. Like, make the story about the character's wants and desires. And obviously... Um, you know, if you do have some sort of like save the world kind of plot that will come into it, uh, you know, a plot that doesn't revolve around the character's motivations. If that's your main story, then obviously, you know, you need to focus on that if that's the story you want to tell. But um, a lot of times you can get a good story of just setting a character in a situation and saying, what does he want and how can I stop him from getting it? And then that's a story right there. Yep. Basically. So we just went from music to role-playing games to, to music, music to art in general to stories. Uh-huh. I feel like that's what we always do. Yeah. Except this is an extremely condensed version of that. <laughs> so, I mean, since we basically are out of time, uh, yep. this is all we have for you today. A little micro-episode. <laughs> yep. And, you know, it'd, it'd probably be nice for somebody to be like, Hey, it's only 20 hey, minutes this time. You know, this this, of this like is a short episode. An hour and a half. Yeah. It's good to have some short episodes that people can come to it and be like, you know, I just want to try out this. I don't want to spend an hour and a half listening to these yeah. guys ramble. 
let's find a condensed version and and that's what this so, yeah. is and, and this has good audio yeah. this time uh-huh wait you're sure i'm positive positive i listened to it before and i made sure that it was it was on yeti all right see because i'm gonna There's go like a yeti this. setting no that's the name of the microphone oh when i go like this Ooh, it's, it's working. Sound. See, if I do this, nothing. If it was coming from the laptop mic, it would have made a noise there, but it didn't. Flamio. Success. All right. Well, you can find us on Twitter at Christ on. You can find us on. Are you really gonna do this? You can find us on. Tw... <laughs> you can. <laughs> You can find us on Twitter at Christ underscore art underscore show and at our pop. <laughs> you can find us at Twitter. You, you can find us. Are you Connor? You need to go to work. You, you can find us on Twitter at Christ underscore art underscore. Underscore. <laughs> Under the door. Yes, we have our blooper section right here. No, I'm not making any bloopers for this. I'm just going to release it as is. I don't think we need to cut out anything, really. Oh, maybe except for that. <laughs> you can find us on Twitter, at Christ underscore art underscore show, and at Facebook, at Facebook.com slash Christian Artist Show, and on our website at ChristianArtistShow.com. You can also find us on Google Plus, The Christian Artist. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great week. <laughs> Caught in your door.